Hello, whether you're listening on CastBox or on Spotify, welcome to the North Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Alec Guggenmoss, and I'm just going to get right into things here. I don't have much else to say other than, um, well, I guess I do have something to say. Uh, I made my promise a few weeks ago, and I've been tr- I've been trying my hardest, and I have been succeeding. I've been more active on Twitter and on Facebook, like I said I would, helping grow the podcast, taught me, um, talk about some smaller things that I wouldn't talk about on the actual show. So if you guys are at all interested in contacting me, seeing how I'm doing, any kind of updates on the podcast, feel free to follow me on Twitter or like the podcast's Facebook page. But getting right into things is a very interesting story coming out of NASCAR. Um... So this is in the Xfinity series, which is the second highest series uh, for NASCAR. There was uh, the driver's Harrison Burton, which is the son of the old uh, driver Jeff Burton. And Noah Gregson's had like a legit fist fight after after the Alsco 300 at Kentucky. And I watched the video, and there's no, there's no real audio on it or anything. But it, it was pretty heated the, almost the whole time. Lots of yelling, some pushing, and then a full-on like bunch of haymakers. And then they ended up behind a bunch of cars, and you can't really see much. But yeah, I watched the whole video on it. And so some backstory to it. So this is at, of course, the Alsco 300 at Kentucky Speedway. This is after the race in the garage. Gregson just finished 7th and Burton just finished 12th. And apparently, with 13 laps to go, Gregson tapped, just kind of like tapped the rear of Burton. Must add some like understeer or oversteer and just tapped his rear. And both cars made contact with the wall. Which, when you're going at... 200 miles per hour can can cause a bit of damage. It can cause some aerodynamic damages. could cause some other problems with your vehicles that you just don't want, especially with only 13 laps to go. You don't really have time to go make a pit stop to get that fixed. So yeah, they might, he, I'm assuming Burton came up to Gregson. They had some words about what happened and then they ended up uh, getting a bit heated, uh, and then of course ending up in a fight, because uh, Harrison Burton, in an interview after the fight, stated that this situation has happened before, where Noah Gregson hit him, and then he ended up hitting the wall, and that other drivers after the fight there actually said to him that that like this happening to Gregson, where someone just clocked him on the side of the head was a long time coming. So apparently he's not making many friends in the NASCAR Xfinity series. But there was something uh, I ended up actually tweeting when I first saw this uh, story come out about this fight after this race was there's no suspension, no fines, nothing like that. Because if this happened in 
a large majority of sports, there would be a suspension or there would be a fine when it comes to fighting another athlete, especially in the middle of, like, right after and still, like, during the event. And there was none. Nothing, I haven't seen anything mentioned about anyone. Like, I, I, maybe not a suspension because there's only so, so many races in a in the series and this could heavily that could heavily affect one of the two uh one of the or both of the drivers results at the end of the year but i could i could see a fine happening because you're you're taking a non-contact sport and turning it like unwillingly into a contact sport and i guess people like to say all like all news is uh, all like exposure is good exposure however when it comes to a situation like this and specifically with the sport of NASCAR not all news not all news is good for the press good for the sport a lot of people already don't like NASCAR and they try to hate on it and stuff like this is just giving people more reason to hate on NASCAR as a sport. Because not only is there already all the stereotypes and stuff, every once in a while, yeah, you get one of these fights between drivers, which are just unnecessary and makes the rest of the sports world look at NASCAR and go, why? And if I'm going to say, to be honest, I don't think... number the Another reason I don't think fighting uh, belongs in NASCAR is because NASCAR drivers are not good fighters. I haven't... I have yet to see a video of a NASCAR fight where it looks good. Like, if you put, like, a nice UFC fight right next to a NASCAR fight, you'd just be like, wow, this is uh, completely different. Because it is. There's no. Uh, there's. <laughs> if I'm gonna make it a jo- make a joke about it, another reason why NASCAR should uh, try to stop fighting is because they're not good at fighting. But yeah, I believe that at least a fine should have been given out to both of these drivers to kind of set that statement in uh, na- all of NASCAR that something like this should not be allowed. So we've got some exciting news coming out of the world of soccer. Uh, something I have, uh, I promised to talk about, but I have yet to uh, see anything big about. So finally you get to talk about some soccer, or if you're not from the United States or Canada, football. Is that the MLS, the Major League Soccer, has started their season. Woot woot, a major team sport has begun post-COVID-19, or technically still in COVID-19. But something has started, and it's kind of like a good test for like almost all of the major leagues have their plans ready for the next season or the season to continue. And the MLS has started, and with, with the situation that they're having and all things going on, will probably greatly help all the other leagues get their stuff set up too. So the kind of situation is 
the uh, bubble, as they're calling these locations where um, the leagues set up and they bring their teams. This one's located at Disney World, out of all places. And there's uh, 24 of the 26 MLS teams are all in one place, which is a lot. That's quite uh, different than some leagues with um, you have the NHL starting up where they have two locations for each conference. I guess it's different because the NHL is going straight into its uh, playoff qualifiers. However, MLS is starting their full-on season. So they have all the all the teams have to play all the teams. So yeah, they have 24 teams because da- Dallas, uh, FC Dallas and Nashville FC had too many positive COVID-19 cases on each. Uh, one had nine and one had 11. There was just too many for each team for them to come and compete. Even though uh, some of the numbers and some of the details about Nashville turning down the offer seemed to be a bit vague and there was some confusion on what was real and what was not. But what is real is that Nashville is not in the bubble, so they will not be competing in this season. And the way they're running it is the practice facilities are open 24-7. So there's teams, there will be teams practicing almost 24-7. The sleep schedules are going to be very interesting for the athletes. And there's there's three playing surfaces, meaning that there can be uh, three games going at once. I doubt there will be, because they'll probably be trying to like maintain one as two are running, something like that. But they do have three separate playing surfaces for games to go on. And to be honest, when I uh, heard that MLS was starting up again, and the first big news story about it came out, I was kind of scared for the whole the season as a whole. It, start, it seems to be getting rolling, um, but it was. I had quite this concern when I first saw this. It was the first game of the season was supposed to be between Toronto FC and DC United. And then, since of course they were the um, first game supposed to be played, it was they actually scheduled it like really, really soon after they arrived. And apparently there was some sudden uh, positive cases that were found on both teams. So they quickly postponed the game. And of course the media freaks out about it because, oh, COVID-19, oh, the season might not start, oof, things are happening, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Because it already had been postponed once before by about two days because of a late arrival. However, the game was played later on. Everything's good. The league's going fine. I am so happy about that because even though I'm not a huge MLS fan, I don't know too much about it. I've been trying my best to learn, kind of get into the into the whole um, culture of the MLS. I'm just excited to see them back. And especially since it's it's good for the league as a whole because there's some press and there's they're going to be the ones on TV. 
And with a a very quickly growing sport and sports league in North America, this will be uh, quite a good situation for MLS as long as the bubble stays intact. And the NHL playoff schedule was uh, released within the last couple days so I can watch all the hockey I can when I'm not working. Hopefully you guys can too. So from the looks of it, there's going to be six games max each day. So there's going to be three in each conference each day. And they're going to be able to get through uh, the qualifying round quite quickly uh, with that kind of system, even with the uh, round robin counting for those three games too. And they also released the ex expedition games. So those are going to be kind of the warm-up games where everybody's going to be quite sloppy. I, I don't suspect those to be the highest quality NHL games you've ever seen because they're kind of like it's kind of like a um, preseason game but with all of the starters and it's all of the good all of the like 24 good teams in the league playing these games. There's going to be 3 on uh, Tuesday, July 28th. There will be three games. Uh, there's going to be two east, two west. No, one, uh, two east, one west. And then there's going to be six total games all on the Wednesday there. All throughout the day. The earliest is going to be 12 Eastern time all the way to 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. And then there's going to be three more on Thursday. Between There's going to be two Western Conference games, one Eastern Conference game. And I think, uh, from the looks of it, all the teams play one expedition game. So, even with that, I, I, I do suspect that there's going to be a little bit of some weird hockey going on for the first games of the series and those first kind of round-robin games because people will still be kind of getting used to uh, playing again. It was like a really weird off-season for everybody. So yeah, we're gonna. There's expedition games. We're gonna see some hockey early on, even if it's not anything uh, tr truly meaningful uh, at the time. But you will get to see how the teams are gonna line up against each other as we get closer into the playoffs. And oh, there was something uh, I said in a past episode, and I'll admit I was wrong. I'm sorry. I repent. I said that uh, due to me just wondering how um, they were going to, how the league was going to figure out the whole problem with Edmonton being a host city and Toronto being a host city, and both those teams being in the qualifier for the playoffs, and if they were going to have all of the East teams in Edmonton and all the West in Toronto. To try to get oh get that um, kind of familiarity that those teams have with that arena and any kind of advantage that would give them, I w I was saying oh yeah it's Gary it's all I I'll see it happen it's probably gonna happen I'll admit I was wrong the East 
are playing in Toronto and the West are playing in Edmonton. Uh, so be it. Sad for me. But uh, that, that's something I always, uh, always want to keep uh, on this show is is me admitting when I am wrong and of course explain why I'm uh, why I thought how I thought and um, hopefully by admitting that I can have better uh, better more accurate views in the future and also just stay transparent with you guys um, I am human I do make mistakes as you can tell by uh, some of the ways sometimes I stutter over myself and stuff like that but yeah I want to I want to stay human remember uh kind of get that uh aspect out there and also when it comes to if you guys see anything that I say or hear anything that I say here on the podcast feel free to contact me and if you think I'm wrong or you found any evidence that shows that I'm wrong or any statistics or just anything of that sorts, feel free to contact me on the, our Twitter account or on the Facebook page or anything like that. Feel free to contact me, call me out, whatever you want to do, because I'd, I, I, I'd be absolutely grateful for it. And I'd also be grateful to um, have something to talk about on the next episode and a little bit of extra uh, topic to talk about. And um, maybe maybe it'll be a bit of a... Compl- maybe that'll be kind of a game and who can, uh, who can find something to help prove me wrong or something like that. But yeah, uh, Toronto is the host for the East and Edmonton is the host for the Western Conference. And speaking of Toronto being in Toronto... There was something I remembered uh, right after I recorded the episode where I was talking about the NHL hub cities in Toronto and Edmonton being those hub cities is I was thinking about how like the whole bubble's going to work and I was thinking about how busy are the Zamboni drivers going to be at both of those cities. Like how many Zamboni drivers do they have? Because if they definitely can't have the normal ones running because they will be busy, horribly busy, because they'll have three games a day. That's almost like, that's like probably six to seven hours worth of just Zambonying all the time. So I doubt they're going to have like one crew running it. But... Who do just because the NHL fell in love with this man, like just absolutely head over heels, the sports news places and just the league as a whole just fell in love with this man, David Aries, the the retired goalie uh, who does zambonying for Toronto. And was there uh, was the emergency goalie for that game that Toronto played against the Carolina Hurricanes, where he played for Carolina and ended up beating Toronto. And just it was just a whole month of everyone falling in love with this man. And he's since he's a Zamboni driver in Toronto, he'll probably be doing Zambonying for the games and for the playoffs and stuff. I almost 
I I'll put almost a guarantee that at one of these games, the NHL will mention the fact he's there and make a deal out of it. I see it now. It's gonna happen. If it doesn't, feel free to roast me. But yes, I feel like it's just gonna happen because the NHL loves stories like that, and if they can milk that David Airy story and bring it back up if they can they will see it coming I just wanted to add one last thing before I ended the episode it has to do with the uh, NBA bubble I was going to talk about it maybe potentially another episode but I didn't know how long it's going to be until I record my next one so I'm just going to get it out now so the NBA had all their players come into the bubble they started practicing got everything set up and oh I saw the I saw like some of the photos and videos and stuff of that place and, and some of the players are complaining about it they're saying a bunch of bad stuff and they're complaining about how much food they get and blah 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 you know that place sounds fantastic like I know I don't have like a wife and kids and they a lot of most of them do and that's kind of tough but that place seems like I just get to live in this nice hotel and there's like pool tables and like a bunch of training gear and there's all this stuff. That place seems fantastic. But yeah, um, I think maybe the NBA needs to kind of figure out getting these players a bit more food because they're athletes. They burn massive amounts of calories every single day, training, playing, just living life trying to keep in shape keep that keep keep their muscles and keep their them playing at the highest capacity they can but other than that that place seems great i'd love to live there and play basketball i'm not even great at basketball or good at actually good at basketball at all but i'd love i'd love to be in that situation but yeah uh but there's of course there's there's things that need to be ironed out so i understand that the players are complaining about it but um yeah, I just think that uh, the situation for them seems really good from what I see. So yeah, there's going to be complaints. There's going to be some things that are figured out. But uh, yeah, I'm also excited for the NBA season to start. Uh, get that thing running back up. Get to watch some basketball. Get to talk about it. Because I'm just super excited as these uh, leagues starting up again. Because it's more stuff for me to talk about get some longer episodes out there, get some real like some actual sports analysis that I have things to talk about instead of just talking about random news like NASCAR drivers fighting and just like a schedule. So yeah, I'm super excited for league starting up. The NHL is going to start up, the NBA is going to start up, the MLS is started up. I'm just uh, I'm really happy about that, and I hope you guys are too, and I hope you guys are excited for more episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in to the North Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Alec Guggenmoss. Sorry if this episode was a little odd. I kind of ranted on a bit towards the end there. But thank you so much for tuning in. If you, have, if you ever want to contact me about any ideas for the show, any questions you have, or just any comments at all, feel free to contact me on Twitter or on our Facebook page. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a really good rest of your day.